Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today we have with us from Utah, Dr. Bryson Lamone. Say good morning, doctor. Hey, good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on the show. It's going to be a a fun subject that we're going to talk about today. Um, First, start off, tell us how you uh, became a dentist. What made you decide to get into dentistry? Yeah, you know, in college, there's so many things that you can do. I was originally studying to be a doctor. I wanted to be a pediatrician. And um, as I looked at the changing landscape of healthcare, I decided that dentistry was probably a little more of what I wanted to do. I had a really good friend uh, that was actually a year ahead of me in college, and he was studying up in Seattle at the University of Washington. And I had the chance to go up and see him and meet with him and talk with him. And he was really the person that pushed me into dentistry. A lot of times they have, you know, dentists have family members that are also dentists, like fathers and grandfathers. And there's no one in my family that's actually a dentist. Everyone in my family are school teachers. So I was the first person to go into healthcare and definitely the first person to be in dentistry. But that really is due to a, a great friend and now partner, business partner, Dr. Corey Plaster. So he uh, he gave me the way. So talk about your, your kind of background and history as a dentist. So you finished school, you started practicing. Kind of what, what journey were you on during your career? Yeah, so my journey has been pretty wild. Uh, you know, the typical journey of dentists is they get out, they associate, and then they end up starting or owning a practice, and they sit in that practice for, you know, the duration of their career. But for me, it was quite different. Um, I graduated back in 2004, and I started working immediately on um, in the for the government. I worked on Indian reservations. Then I worked on um, impedal Medicaid clinics, and I did that for a couple of years. Uh, shortly thereafter, I ended up moving to Las Vegas, where my wife's from, and I started a scratch dental practice back, uh, as I said, in 2004. Started with zero patients, uh, and uh, it was quite the journey. I actually hung on to that practice and, and worked there for 16 years. But as that practice grew, um, I ended up purchasing two other practices in, in the Las Vegas Valley. And so I had three locations that I was kind of manning and working at and had friends and associates work in. And then during that same time, I was traveling to Texas. So I had friends who had started a, a large pedo group in Texas. So I had a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I would say around 2017, that same friend that got me into dentistry, we decided to start a group dental practice. And, and his practices were located up in Spokane, Mine were located down in Las Vegas, and we administratively combined our practices into a group of seven practices. And so we officially began the group practice journey, and uh, we had seven of these locations going. We had a dental lab. We still do have a dental lab, and we had uh, kind of a centralized um, administrative DSO structure that we uh, owned and operate, that we still own and operate today. So... You, you made a jump at some point, right? You started working on software 
and uh, trying to help dentists in a, in a new way. Tell me, what was the big challenge? What was the challenge that you saw um, dentists having and practices having uh, that made you said, hey, there's, there's a need for this type of software out there? Yeah, great question. So, you know, when I first started out with one location, I realized immediately immediately that there's a lot of information and knowledge that's needed in order to run a dental practice. And I recognized very quickly that the practice management system only really deals with the patient record. So it only deals with charts and it only deals with, you know, maybe billing or notes or things like that. But I noticed that on the back end, in order to run the office, there was tons of information and knowledge that was needed to be stored and shared and collaborated on. And as I grew from one location to seven locations, we recognized that the information just got, you know, seven times as much. And so um, just organizing that information became a hassle. We tried a lot of different solutions. We tried using things like Box and Dropbox, Google Drive. We tried using communication programs like Slack and Asana, and we found out that there really wasn't anything out there that was specific for group dental practices. And so we set out trying to create a product that could address that exact issue. And our our company is called Dentavine, and we are basically a secure cloud-based receptacle for dental office and group practice information. And so we store securely and share securely all administrative and operational information and knowledge that's needed to run uh, a, a dental practice. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, I really like to talk about features and benefits a little bit. And, you know, having a marketing background, I oftentimes see practices that are struggling that have been around for a little while and contact us and you start talking about the data that they have and just how many email addresses do you have? How many patient email? I mean, the simplest you know, most modern form of communication, it seems like there is. And then, oh, I have 600. How long have you been in practice? 30 years, 25 years. Why aren't you gathering these? Well, people don't give them to us. And I never believe that it means you're not asking for them, right? Um, but <clears throat> tell, tell me, what are some areas that you see that are causing pain points in, in that data, right? Because some data you could say, hey, how many pets do you have? I don't know. I have trouble connecting that together with how that's going to improve a practice, except you could say, how's your golden retriever doing, right? But what are some what are some of the major pieces of data that practices aren't keeping a hold of that is costing them a lot of pain? Yeah, great question once again. So I would say one of the major pieces is going to be contact information, kind of like you alluded to. The email we, yeah, we have a very robust contact card system in the program that keeps track of all vendor, any, any contact, any person information, emails, uh, work, fax machines, vendor agreements, uh, terms and lengths of things like lease, anything that's specifically tied to a contact, we will track. We also have a robust reminder system for things that might have due dates or, or expiration dates. So I would say first, contact information is very key to our platform. Secondly, we also store micro information. So a lot of times people store documents like in something like Box and Dropbox, but it's really just an empty box. We store very small bits of information like license numbers, expiration dates, passwords, things that really waste a lot of time that you're looking for. So I would say that's another piece of information. Another very interesting piece of information that we store is going to be communication. 
And so you alluded to the fact of, you know, phone numbers and texting. Our program actually will store text conversations. It has direct mm -hmm. email capability where we you can email and text directly into the platform. So it's stored in our platform and it's not necessarily stored on like an employee's cell phone or um, somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I spent an hour looking for an email. Yeah. You know, sent it a long time ago and, you know, was never able to find it. But after an hour, you know, that's a lot of time. I mean, imagine that times three, four, five, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it really, it certainly adds up. So, um, dentalvine.com. Um, Tell me if, you know, a practice wants more information about that, um, you know, or actually let's back up a little bit. At Dentavine, what is, who is the ideal? Like who, who needs to be contacting you? Who's the type of, of doctor that you, when you talk to them, you're like, yeah, this is a no brainer for you. Yeah. So our product sets out to solve a few issues that dentists have at different stages of their career. And so the solo practice that has um, difficulty organizing their information and storing their information securely would be a great candidate for Denavine. And at the solo practice level, one huge benefit that we have is we overcome loss of an office manager. So usually that office manager is super critical in terms of keeping that knowledge and that information. And when you lose an office manager, the office production and revenue is actually affected because effectively the information goes with the office manager as she leaves the office. And so yeah. at the solo practice, if you're having a lot of turnover with key employees, Denavine could be a very huge benefit to you. Secondly, for offices that want two or three locations, and they want to kind of align uh, um, processes and align information on how things are stored and how they're uh, found. That's really our sweet spot is dentists that have two or three locations and want to really be able to dive in. Our um, software is heavily based in team roles and permissions of, of users. And so access to specific areas or specific offices is very well defined. And so um, you could have an office manager that has access to two of your locations or all of your locations or just one specific location. And so we work really well in that mid-market space for, for dentists that own two or three locations. And then at the maybe corporate level, uh, we really help to increase value of a group dental practice. You know, um, the newest trend is these uh, larger pra uh, group practices are trying to increase their multiple and their EBITDA, they're bringing in outside financing. And so as um, the information piece or that knowledge management piece is handled by technology, it becomes less dependent upon people. And um, in outside investors really like companies that can run on their own uh, without founders and without key people, because one day those key people will have to leave. Right. And yeah. so uh, that's another sweet spot. So, I would say we cover the range of solo practice all the way up to large DSO. We have benefits for any stage of a, a dental practice. Yeah. I just, you know, I just, a couple of notes and um, I, I just saw a post yesterday in a huge dental forum of someone, you know, talking about how their office manager basically holds the key to their practice and they don't, this person is someone who they don't want working there and is holding them back. But at the same time, you know, they've kind of, they've got their arm twisted 
um, that they can't really let this person go because of what they'll take with them, right? What they themselves as the owner of the practice don't have access to or readily available. And I can see that, you know, that need and, you know, somebody gets hurt or somebody misses some time or, you know, being able to have somebody to step in immediately. If you don't have that data or access to it, somebody make it much more difficult. So I, I see that point uh, completely. I want to invite our users to check out your website, uh, dentavine.com. Um, Dr. Lamone, I really appreciate you coming on. What's the last word you want to leave with our audience? Yeah, I would say the key to having a successful dental practice and it's, or a successful group practice is to centralize and understand that knowledge and information is the key to your success. Yeah, great advice. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Thanks, Patrick. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.